It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Chargers dominated the Rams in their first preseason game. There's a bunch of impressive rookie performances that we need to talk about. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we've been covering the Chargers together now for eight seasons, but... This is our sixth year as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for making this your first listen on this Sunday night. To make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe or follow for free on Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and listen to the show wherever you get your podcast from. David, what do we got tonight? Tonight, we get into the Chargers' first preseason game against the Rams, and man, it just felt different. So much to talk about on both sides of the ball, and we're going to get into it right now. Yeah, a blowout, right? I mean, the Chargers really dominated in every facet of the game. Their defense looked better. Their offense looked better. And maybe but before we kind of brushed under the rug some really bad preseason performances and didn't think, hey, maybe the depth isn't where it needs to be for this team. But I think you can't start without talking about the rookies. And specifically, one rookie I think that a lot of people were upset about when they drafted him as early as they did, and that was wide receiver slash kick returner Darius Davis, who... Proved a lot of haters wrong in his first time stepping on a professional football field. The most electric moment of the night, David. Darius Davis, all like 5'7", 170 pounds of him, looked as smooth as you could possibly look, catches a punt return, takes it 81 yards to the house. And it's just like, you don't often get to see it kind of pay off that quickly, right? You take a dude in the fourth round, a smaller dude, a lot of questions about him. Will he be part of the offense? So much left to still be answered, but like, that's why you drafted that dude. Exactly what we saw right there. You can only get away with with starting a punt return like that if you're really, really fast. And that's <laughs> exactly too, what yeah. Darius Davis is. The way he just was able to just set up his blocks just so subtly. Make one guy miss. Make a cut. Hit the sideline and absolutely take off. Like that right there is exactly why you brought Darius Davis in the building. Special teams plays, they change the dynamic, they change the energy, they change the complete momentum of the football game. And that's exactly what happened. That energy, that you just can't uh, replace that. You can't make that up. That's exactly why Darius Davis was drafted in the fourth round. It was awesome to see, and, and just the way he did it, you're right. I mean, he didn't run right away. He waited until basically he was going to be able to take everyone's angles away from him, right? He waited until the gap opened up, and once it did, you saw that true 4-3 speed open up, and we just barely kind of saw the Chargers last season do something for the first time in a long time that was be good on special teams, right? Oh, yeah. like they went from one of the worst teams in the league to one of the better teams, right? Top third of the league teams. As yeah, far shout as out to Ryan Ficken, right? Exactly. Ryan Ficken and this Darius Davis guy. I mean, I think that's a combo that we're going to like a lot. And it's just so nice to see, okay, they weren't content with the, how much better they got. They went out and got an, a, an actual weapon, a legitimate weapon, not just for Ryan Ficken, but in certain ways on your offense as well. And then we saw him 
have a couple of really nice plays. I mean, he ends up with two catches for 21 yards. Not going to blow you away by any means. But I think in those two catches, he showed you some of the things maybe you were a little bit worried about, at least as far as him as an offensive weapon. Yeah, I mean, hey, can this guy, you know, is he going to be able to hold up? Is he going to be able to protect himself? Obviously, he's a smaller wide receiver. You know, I think nobody questions his ability in open space. And I think that's part of what the Chargers tried to do as well when utilizing him on offense is trying to let him do what he does best. And that's, you know, get him in open space and make people miss and use that speed. And and we saw that on, on the two catches that he was able to bring to the offense. And hopefully we get to see some more of those gadget type plays with him uh, as the season goes on. Yeah, I liked both of his two catches for different reasons. And like I said, it doesn't seem like a lot. But on the first catch, it was a long game that should have been a short game. He basically catches a little five-yard yeah. route and turns it into a first down play by outrunning a couple people Speed. to the sideline and yeah. getting himself a first down, right? And that's what it's like, okay, that's nice. I mean, that's him creating yeah. after the catch. That's him creating a first down where it didn't necessarily look like there would be one, right? And the right. other one was him making that catch and kind of getting hit right as he caught it and holding on to it. I yeah. saw that the last day I was at training camp. It's great to see. But what about his teammate, the guy who's been one of the most hyped, you know, Chargers rookies for sure at training camp so far, and that's Quentin Johnston, who had about as rough as the start of the game as you could have, David. I mean, yeah. we knew what the worries were about Quentin Johnston coming out of college to the NFL level, and it was drops. And we saw that early on. And I mean, Chargers fans everywhere, I'm sure, were sweating and getting pretty upset just with how the game started for him because you could see him getting open. You could see him kind of right there ready to make some plays, but it just didn't start that way. No, it did not. And the Chargers tried to get him involved in the offense right away. I mean, they threw him a wide receiver screen. Unfortunately, the, the blocks did not really kind no, of matriculate in, in front of him. And so that kind of started things off behind the eight ball. And then, yeah, a couple of just, you know, you know, bad drops and, and you know, some some good defensive plays as well. But, yeah, his day did not get started off in the best way. And, yeah, I mean, obviously it's the preseason. We're going to overreact to everything that we see. But also let's not forget all of the plays that Quinn Johnston made in training camp that's not just going to disappear I mean the ability is there he is going to make plays for this team yeah and I mean the big one was just the deep ball that Easton stick threw him a good throw right he tries to track it over the shoulder something that I've actually been very impressed with him doing at training camp so far is like Justin Herbert throws it out there and he's able to track that thing down and catch it over his shoulder he's been really good in those instances this one's a drop in the bucket and it gets away from it. It's a tougher catch than it looks like for sure. I know Pro Football Focus only credited him with one drop, but I think you could easily say he had two. Yeah. But that's why it was so nice to see him, David, after it looked like the Chargers had yanked him from the game, right? We didn't see him for a little while in the second quarter. Then all of a sudden, the Chargers in a two-minute drill with Easton Stick rolling down into the red zone. Oh, Quentin Johnston comes back on the field. Then at the end of the first half, 17 seconds left. Easton Stick, a beautiful throw in between defenders, finds Quentin Johnston, who absolutely lost his man off the line of scrimmage, and he ends his night on a positive note. And I thought that was such an underrated part of this game. It's not just the touchdown for Quentin Johnston. It's just, hey, get him some confidence. Keep developing this young dude. Yeah, shout out to the coaching staff for making that decision and, you know, getting the the young rookie another opportunity to, like you said, end his night on a positive note to be able to try to, you know, take away the bad feelings from the drops. I mean, obviously, this is his first NFL game. You know, he didn't want to start his NFL career like yeah. that. I mean, nobody wants to do that. So for the Chargers coaching staff to understand that, have a little bit of empathy and give him an opportunity to finish his night uh, on on a high note with a, a great route. I mean, a fantastic route and just great ball placement from 
Eason Stick. I mean, Eason Stick played better than I think I've ever seen him in any preseason game. He was so much more comfortable. He was much more accurate. He was making very good decisions, whether yeah. it was with the football, throwing it or running it. Eason Stick gave everyone an opportunity to see what everyone was going to look like in their first preseason game. So shout out to him. And it was definitely nice to see QJ and his night with the touchdown. You're so right about that, and that's something we talked about going into the first preseason game is like, yeah, I mean, backup quarterback, hopefully you never have to see that guy, right? Backup offensive line, hopefully you never have to see those guys. But there's going to be, in the preseason, a time where you're trying to evaluate the dudes you do have out there, especially the young guys, and you just want a quarterback who's going to be able to distribute the ball and give all these young receivers who are fighting for snaps or fighting for a roster spot the best chance to be able to show their skills. You want the offensive line to be able to block well enough for these running backs to show what they can do in these running back competitions on this team, which we're going to get to. And we saw that from Easton Stig, and I'd say even more than that. I mean, we, we saw some, some big-time throws, not just the one to Quentin Johnston, but a couple throws, you know, 15 to 25 yards down the field where he had pinpoint accuracy in the pocket, right? And wasn't just yeah, trying yeah. to... Yeah, yeah, good throw to Keelan Doss, I remember. I was like, man, that was like that was really, really nice. Yeah. Really good touch. And Keelan Doss looks like too. a tight end. I mean, that guy is huge. <laughs> he, he's just super thick, man. Like, yeah. I mean, I think of like guys like, you know, Anquan Bolden, right? Yeah. Or like Heinz Ward, just like those stockier, smaller mm-hmm. dudes. Keelan Doss definitely has that type of body type. Donald Parham, another big catch over the middle, yeah. too, from Easton State. On a third down, yeah. Very yeah, good exactly. Play. And they were sustaining drives. They looked really, really good. And they gave us a good chance to see a lot of the, long, lot of the young guys that we wanted to see. Yeah. Including... Elijah Dotson. Welcome to the team, Elijah Dotson. I mean, I don't remember Welcome many. Welcome to the NFL, man. My goodness. Uh, yeah, and like there's been shades of this, right? Like Austin Eckler is the obvious one, but like Brandon Oliver coming in and doing what he did in that training camp to earn himself a roster spot. We have the latest guy in that long list of you know legacy of undrafted guys making a big impression. Elijah, jo- Elijah Dotson absolutely went off in this game. I think really put himself on the map as far as a guy who could potentially make this roster. So we have to talk about his big game because it was so fun to watch. We're going to talk about Elijah Dotson. And I think Isaiah Spiller and Joshua Kelly both looking good in this game coming up right after this. First through, I need to tell you guys about Underdog Sports because Underdog Fantasy with August here now, you know what that means. It's the official start of the fantasy football drafting month, so you got to get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. It's an entirely new way to play fantasy football, and I would definitely encourage you guys to check it out because all you have to do is one live snake draft with no waivers, no trades for the season. Underdog sets your best lineup for you every week, and all you have to do is try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament, and this is a heck of a tournament. It's the largest fantasy football contest of all time, and it's back and even bigger with $15 million in total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Last year, the winner drafted their team in July, so don't wait around, guys. Get in on it now because it's the easiest place to play fantasy football, and it's the best place for best ball, which is I'm loving. I'm pretty busy during the season. I like you know, the thought of, hey, do it for me. I'll pick you a good team. You you take care of the rest because I'm going to forget to set a lineup here or there. But all you have to do is visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's LOCKEDON, all caps, to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code LOCKEDON. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everydayers. I mean, we have all been hyped up for this first preseason game, but you never know how it's going to look. A lot of times it just looks incredibly sloppy and you don't really get a good read on anyone. But, yep, there was one main thing that really stood out in this game, David, and one thing we were really looking for, and that was Kellen Moore's new rushing offense. I don't remember the last time the Chargers had an identity in their running game. Last year, they definitely did not. They were one of the worst teams in the league at running the football, and they were terribly inconsistent and actually were buoyed by a couple of random 200-yard games that didn't really show how bad they really were. Yeah. It's one game, David, but it looked a lot different in the first preseason game against the Rams. The system looked different. The running backs and the decisions that they were making looked different. And it started, and I think was highlighted by Elijah Dotson, who had a chance in this game to absolutely take over at the end of the game. Hey, salting games away by running the football. Well, who would ever think of that? But, man, it's hard not to talk about this undrafted rookie, David, that just absolutely put himself on the roster bubble with an incredible performance. I mean, it's, it's the, the fir- very first carry. From the very first carry, he set the tone with a burst of about seven yards, and he finished that run off with physicality. It's just like he was chomping at the bit to get his opportunity to show what he was capable of doing, and he did that. Second carry, bounces it off the left tackle, scampers down the left sideline, and finish it, finishes it by initiating contact through the defender and ending up in the end zone after a long touchdown. And then, oh, by the way, he does it again shortly thereafter with another 40-yard touchdown again along the left sideline. Elijah Dotson, six carries, 92 yards, 15.3 yards per carry. And, of course, the two tugs I just talked about, a fantastic (laughs) performance. You cannot want anything else from somebody who's making their debut, trying to make their stamp, trying to earn a spot on a roster than what Elijah Dotson did in his first preseason game. Yeah, I mean, I remember seeing his athletic kind of profile, and it wasn't anything that would blow you away. But, I mean, man, the way that he got the corner on those two touchdown runs and just burnt everyone's angle – and Easily. like on the last one, even is like looking back, like oh yeah, I like, guess I see swagger, you. man. Yeah, like swagger. you're not even close enough to me where like I you know can't <laughs> turn around and look at you as I get past you. I mean, it was so awesome to see, you know, especially because like Austin Eckler is always telling the story every year, right? And he wants guys to go out there in this time of the year and go prove yeah. something, like he did. Yeah. And a lot of it's going to come down to special teams, but I think the of other course. big thing for him, right, like. If he's going to take a spot, first of all, there has to be four running back spots for the Chargers because right. we know they're not cutting a Joshua Kelly or an Isaiah Spiller, and Austin Eckler's obviously safe, so they have to keep number four, which last year they had a fourth guy, and it was Xander Horvath, right? And I think that's probably the easiest way for him to make the roster, but like to me, it seems like a real opportunity. I know some people are saying, hey, kind of nice story. I don't see how he makes the team, but like I think for me, if he can show special teams' ability – and he can look, you know, maybe not this good, but like close to that for these last two preseason games. I mean, how do you keep this dude off the, the 53-man roster on opening day? Well, I mean, the, you, you asked about what, you know, or you said, hey, people are saying there's nothing he can do. This is exactly what he can do. Every single yeah. time if he goes out there and has this type of performance, he's going to make himself inevitable. Like he's going to make yeah. it make it undeniable. impossible, yeah. undeniable for you to leave him off the roster. I mean, that's what he can do. He can't control anything else around him. All he can do is control his performance on the football field. And you can't make any other better first impression than what he did on Saturday night. 
I, I mean, man, he he turned the corner on that last one. I'm like, he's really going to do this again. Like, I mean, and just like you could see it unfolding, you know? Like, yeah, and this, this time it was out. untouched. Like, they, there was nobody anywhere even close to him. He yeah, I mean, everybody. I, I did like the first one better as, you know, he took on a dude at the five-yard yeah. line and kind of bowled over him That's into the I'm end saying. zone. But, like, you yeah. also buoy that with, you know, Larry Roundtree, five carries for, uh, you know, nine yards, which isn't going to turn any heads, obviously. Yeah, and then you have. And then you have Tyler Hoosman, who was the other undrafted free agent running back. Both of those guys kind of fighting for the same spot. He doesn't even get a snap. In yeah, he got so no it's touches. Like, yeah. As much as you don't want to overreact to one game, I mean, that battle feels over already, right? Like he is purely, you know, absolutely separated himself from the other undrafted free agent running back as far as a roster spot oh, yeah. here. And I think if the Chargers keep four, and, and a lot of that's probably going to have to do with how he can perform on special teams and, and providing value sure. outside of actually getting carries because it's still even as running back four. You're not going to get, you know, seven carries week one. You're going to be a reserve kind of player. Right. If he also keeps going off, can you hide him on the practice squad? I mean, it, it gets harder and harder to believe that somebody wouldn't be willing to take a chance on this dude if this is what he looks like. Because, I mean, about as impressive a performance as you can see in somebody's first game. But overall, David, the running attack was just so much better. I mean, 31 yeah. rushing attempts, 6.9 yards per carry overall, 214 yards. Yeah, 215 yards. And that's with a 70-yard touchdown getting wiped off the books that yeah. ended up turning into a punt, right? So, like, this could have been an even crazier game. We're talking about a game where they averaged seven yards per carry. We saw some good rushing performances under Joe Lombardi, but, like, yeah. we if we can see something like this consistently, consistently it's not going to look this good. But I do think that part of it was, like, Joshua Kelly, Isaiah Spiller, I don't know if either one of them got a huge edge in the RB2 battle. We knew this is where it was going to start. But, like, David, it's hard for me to fault either of their games. Both of them went out there and looked really good. I mean, they did. I mean, Josh uh, Josh Kelly, nine carries, 54 yards, 6.0 yards per carry, a long of 13. Thought he displayed some really good vision, had some good contact balance, some really good burst. I mean, it seemed like he's picked up where he left off last year. And uh, Isaiah Spiller, I think, is a guy who really showed everybody what he is capable of doing in between the tackles. He's a very physical runner. It seems like every single time he touches the ball, he gets two to three extra yards after contact, and he's always falling forward. And, you know, like you said, I mean, he was able to showcase the breakaway speed, and that's, that's one thing we did not expect from Isaiah Spiller. But just a, a running game as a whole, it just seemed like it was much more open, seemed like there was a lot more rushing lanes and more decisions oh, yeah. and more options for the running backs to take, and it seemed like there was a lot of options, a lot of good options for them to take because they were all very productive. Yeah, and way less, you know, negative gains, right? Like, yeah. way less just no yardage gains. Like, it was much more north and south. They were yeah. getting downhill. As Brandon Staley put it, all the running backs were making one cut and going. They were being very decisive. And that's what you want your rushing attack to look like, right? Yeah. I mean, Josh Kelly looked really good. He did. And the best run of Isaiah Spillers gets wiped off the board. So, I mean, I think Isaiah Spillers' box score is probably one of the more misleading box scores in the NFL right now yeah. compared to what he actually did and what we saw and as opposed to what actually shows up there you know five carries 27 yards over five yards to carry is great yeah he had a 71 yard touchdown taken off the board on a ticky tackle I get it it wasn't going to make a difference in that play though I guarantee nah. you Isaiah Spiller gets past the guy they called the holding call on and maybe you know yeah, that's full head of steam yeah, maybe that slows him up enough where the safety can get an angle on him and it's like a 15 to 20 yard gain right at worst but like he got through that hole, and nobody got close to catching him. No. Like, Isaiah Spiller, it was not like he was a guy coming out there like, hey, this is a 4-3 dude who's just going to be a home run hitter. No, that wasn't his game. 
he went, he worked on his body. He's a much different player physically than when we saw him in last year's camp. Yeah. And that breakaway speed was something we did not see. Like that's a home run hitting speed. Yeah. Obviously it's a preseason game, but like sure. that run doesn't count. And I put this out on Twitter. The coaching staff's still going to remember. It's still oh, going to yeah. have the same impact on them, them seeing him break that away and just, you know, leave everybody else in the dust. That's still going to leave a lasting impression. So oh, yeah. I, I don't know if you can say he definitively took a lead in this RB2 battle because, again, I thought Joshua Kelly looked really good. He did. Elijah Dotson obviously looked great. I mean, Larry Roundtree was really the only one that didn't have a hugely impressive performance. Man, Man, it's going to be not tough. Good in pass protection either. So I mean, yeah, who would have thought we'd Roundtree. be sitting here though after the first and like, oh my god, there's so many problems. Right, like the Chargers have too many good running backs. All the <laughs> running backs are averaging more than five yards a carry. How do we decide? Who oh we're going no, with? it's so horrible. Good problems to have, right? But yes. there was a lot of good things that happened on the defensive side as well. I mean, the defense was smothering for a big portion of this game. I mean, had a couple of dumb penalties, and that was really, I think, what stood out to me was JT Woods actually looking pretty good in his first performance, you know, in very meaningful games where we have to see if he can tackle. He looked good, and they made about the dumbest mistake that you could possibly make in the eyes of your coaching staff. So I think we have to talk about that, but also talk about the impressiveness of the edge rushers and also the pass rush in general with C.J. Okoye getting a sack in his first ever game. We have to talk about that. And also Asante Samuel Jr., not even having to suit up for this game. Is that star position battle over? We're going to talk about it coming up right after this. First, though, I do need to tell you guys about FanDuel because football is back. And football season is about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get a bonus every time they win the reg in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can go with the Chargers right now. Plus 2,100, but I mean, let's be honest, guys. The best thing to bet on is football. I mean, I'll bet on preseason football. I'll bet on any kind of football that I can get my hands on. But if you want to go with the Chargers as a Super Bowl bet, you can win each and every week as well as betting on the you know regular spreads, player prompts, over-unders, and so much more, including player rewards, Justin Herbert, MVP. How many receiving yards will Keenan Allen have? You can do it all at FanDuel.com, and it's the best season it's betting season because football is absolutely back. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, David, well, we've been talking a lot about this Chargers offense, and you know, rightfully so, when you put up 34 points and your kicker's dicker is perfect. And there's a lot of good things to talk about. But I do want to talk about the defensive side of things and including one of the guys that we had a lot of, you know, we're paying a lot of attention to going into the first preseason game. But that's just for today. There's no way we're going to be able to fit all of this great preseason goodness into one show. So make sure you guys are back here tomorrow with us like all the everydayers do. And for the rest of the week, because guess what? We have joint practices this week as well. And that's when things really start to heat up in the offseason. I'm so excited to talk with you guys about it. But JT Woods, David, I mean, if we're talking about just what happened on the field I thought he had a really good start to a very, very important preseason for him. 
I agree. I think I watched this game a couple of times, and I definitely was concentrated on JT Wood's performance. And I feel like he showed a willingness to get dirty. Uh, I feel like uh, you know the unsportsmanlike contact uh, penalty was a little bit dumb, but just as far as the mechanics of how he's performing out there, I feel like he showed the ball skills. I feel like he showed some good instincts and some read and react. But there was no egregious like bad missed tackles. I yeah. feel like. That was a big improvement, and I noticed that right away. So that is definitely a positive development for JT Woods. I think you also didn't really see anything. Not that he's in competition with them, but like Mark Webb and Raheem Wayne, I think just had so-so games, right? Yeah, like I, I don't agree. think there's anything to write home about there. I, no one, I don't think, you know, really carved into his snaps because we know JT Woods is making the team. That's oh yeah, you know that's we we've not that doesn't even need to be yeah. talked about, right? But like. He's going to play, so like, what does he look like, and how yeah. worried should we be that he is going to be getting snaps for the uh, you know a defense we're hoping can turn it around this year? Yeah, and so I thought physically he looked good. You know, he didn't like his the, his size didn't seem to impede him in any way, right? Like no. he's never going to be the biggest guy, but I no. thought he made some really good reads. I thought he was in all the right spots. I mean, on the play he gets done sports my combat uh, conduct, which such a dumb slap, such a dumb penalty. It was still like a light slap, so it's still annoying to me, even though it's like I And the it. Oscar goes too to for the flop. I mean, my goodness, yeah, man. Come on. I suck mean, it up. Of course. I mean Cry nobody me a river. But still, you gotta know better. And and, yeah, and it was no, perfectly do, but... symbolic of why you don't do it. Because right. you got off the field on third down in the red zone. That's a huge win for a defense. Oh, yeah. If you can if you can make the other team settle for a chance at three, you win in the red zone. And you took that off the board. And right after that, they go score touchdown. It's the preseason, but these are the little lessons that you can take away from it, even for young players especially. So JT yeah. Woods still has to prove a lot. It's still the preseason. I want to see him start making some impact plays in the passing game, but I think yeah. the lack of big plays that happened against him is a you know step in the right direction for yeah. sure. The one, I think, area of the defense that really excelled was the pass rush, David. Oh, 25 yeah. pressures in this game, eight quarterback hits, four sacks. This was a game where this Chargers pass rush, right, uh, unit that was incredibly thin last year and you had guys like Derek Tuska going out there for you right that looked like there's a lot of competition at the end of that you know roster spot for sure a lot of guys that had really good games oh my goodness man I mean the pass rush looked fantastic and I think this was one of the big problems last year when Joy Bosa went down I mean there was just like who is going to be the guy that's going to step up to provide the pass rush. size yeah right just yeah. a huge huge drop off and so, you know, then they, they acknowledge that, they see that, they go in and they draft Thule, and Thule looked great. I mean, he looked yeah, really, he really good. He was getting sure. some pressure. He was setting the edge physically. Uh, he was getting off of blocks and not allowing himself to be thrown around. Uh, I mean, even some of the guys towards the back, and Andrew Farmer was fantastic yeah. in this game. I mean, Carlo Kemp, five Yeah, Carlo Kemp getting pressure. Game. I mean, th th they were all over the place. I mean, hey, I think when Joey Bosa said, I feel really good about all of these guys and their chances of making right. the team. Maybe it was a little bit facetious when we heard it in the moment. After seeing this first performance, <laughs> you're like, okay, maybe there is some truth to some of what he is saying. All these guys performed pretty well. And honestly, I would put the spotlight on Chris Rumpf. I thought Chris oh, Rumpf yeah. looked really good. He did. Out there. I mean, man, he looked like he was, you know, you're talking about a man amongst boys type of thing. I mean, he only had seven pass rushers, seven pass rush snaps, and he got two pressures in a sack. 
Yeah. It's over a 25% pressure rate, obviously. And showed a multitude of moves in, in, oh, yeah. in the process, too. It oh, was yeah. really good. You know, he had one where he basically threw the offensive lineman off him, and then he got in for the sack. And then the yeah. one where he just, you know, sped past an offensive lineman and got in for a really quick pressure that's, you know, half a second away from two sacks in that game. Oh, yeah. I mean, he looked like he was moving at a different speed than all yeah, the he, he backup looked Rams offensive linemen, way. right? The Rams offensive line was terrible last year. And of course. About their backups. But. Still, you wanted to see an improvement. You wanted to see a leap from Chris Rump, and it was hard to have faith in it, at least as far as the pass rush goes, because, I mean, we'll wait and be reserved because he only had three run defense snaps sure. in this game. But, like, pass rush-wise, he looks like he can be kind of, you know, a situational pass rusher. Oh, and that's definitely. all you really want him to be. But 25 pressures as a whole, but none bigger than the sack that C.J. Okoye got. The Chargers' Nigerian rookie who came to them and was allocated to them by the International Pathway Program. He gets a sack in his first ever game i mean i watched this dude out there on day one of training camp doing super remedial drills you can tell just how raw this dude is he gets in in sofi stadium in a professional football game david and he gets a sack in his first ever organized football game like it's just what a story for that dude absolutely unbelievable i it's it's not even it, it's hard for me to fathom like yeah. i don't i think people need to understand you need to hear this again this was his first ever football game ever yeah ever yeah. at any level i'm not talking about professional game i'm talking about high school college at right. any point in time he got a sack in his first ever game and yes he's going up against guys that are probably not going to make uh, the 53 man roster but that doesn't matter that's an unbelievable play and hey shout out to gerard clark as well for getting yeah. an unbelievable amount of pressure on that play and, and almost getting the sack himself but that sideline just erupted when cj got that sack just an unbelievable story and a great way to cap off a very entertaining preseason game yeah and i mean what just what a moment for that dude he gets the yes. game ball after i mean you could tell by the reaction of his teammates like how crazy that is that that happened for that guy and just so cool man i mean is he gonna make the 53 man roster I'm, we're not gonna get into that because that would be a much tougher conversation but like for that dude to show like hey i can belong out here with dudes who have been playing football their entire life and, and have a sack celebration locked and loaded and ready to go for that moment <laughs> Truly legendary stuff from C.J. Koya. I can't wait to see him because he's definitely going to get some snaps in these last two preseason games for the Chargers. Oh, no but doubt. I think the last thing touching on here, Dave, and we'll probably have to expound on it a different day, is just the fact that Asante Samuel Jr. does not play in this game, and I think that at least shows you how the coaching staff feels about him right now. Yeah. And then just your Taylor kind of has a checkered game as well. Drops an interception, gives a, a touchdown. Oh, that was bad. I'm not going to say that like the competition is over. But, like, obviously you're seeing kind of where the coaching staff is feeling about it right now or how they're feeling about it. Yep, it's starting to close. I mean, obviously with Asante not being out there, the, I mean, we, we have to go back to what Coach Brandon Staley said about the preseason. He yeah. utilizes the preseason to evaluate the players he has. And if we, they don't need to evaluate you, then they're not going to play. So, obviously, they know what they have in Asante Samuel Jr., and they didn't feel like they needed to put him on the football field. So, I think yeah. that does speak volumes on where that, that battle is going. And I think there's still legitimate questions about Asante Samuel Jr. playing run defense and tackling consistently as this star role, specifically in Brandon Staley's defense, right? Because it's not yeah. necessarily just a regular corner, like slot corner. So, much more to get into from this game. I mean, so much to talk about, and we'll continue getting into that tomorrow before getting into joint practices later on in the week. Some fan mail stuff, hopefully, this week for you guys as well. But thank you to all the everydayers out there for checking out the show today. To make sure you never miss it, go subscribe or follow for free on the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and listen 
and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. You can do both. And you can also find the show every day on our social media. You can find me on X at Dan Talk Sports and David Drogmar on X at DroTalkSD, as well as the show's page at LockedOnLAC. You can also find us on Instagram at LockedOnChargers. But so much fun. I don't remember being excited, this excited about a preseason game for the Chargers in quite some time. So a lot more to continue getting into for you guys. But we will be back with you guys tomorrow. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.